You're listening to That's the Industry Podcast, episode number 27. Today, you're going to learn why creating your own content on YouTube is essential in the entertainment industry. Today's guest has just shy of half a million subscribers on YouTube at the time of this recording. She is, in my opinion, the queen of YouTube. You're going to love her. Here we go. You're listening to That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. That's the Industry with Thomas Jordan. The podcast that takes you inside all the aspects of the entertainment industry. Directly from the people who are making it happen. And now, your host, Thomas Jordan. What's going on, guys? Thomas Jordan here. It's a sunny day. We're with Sunny <laughs> Leonard Dizzy. I, I can't be the only one who's ever said You are said not. That. You no. are not. But you, you probably delivered it the best I've ever heard, so it's good. She's a good liar. But um, uh, like I said, the reason we're talking to her today is she is an entrepreneur. She's also a former news background, which she'll talk about here in just a second, as well as uh, she has a program called YouTube for Bosses, which helps people create their own businesses online. So that being said, we kind of talked about this yesterday. Now, I know you help a lot of people develop their business, but what about entertainers? Yes, so we talked about this a little bit last night. So I've been really fortunate to work with a lot of bloggers and vloggers that aren't necessarily in the entrepreneurship space or doing more like educational style videos, which is what I always recommend for entrepreneurs because YouTube's a search engine. People are looking for answers. You're an entrepreneur, you can solve them. Um, but for entertainers, it's been very cool because we've kind of had this fun different approach of like more lifestyle, but still having lessons in there because even as an entertainer you're a storyteller and so that's really the biggest component in doing well with your content online is telling stories having lessons weaved throughout those stories whether it's from your guests that you're talking to or it's from you and your own experience so i really like to kind of think of it as a puzzle and there's certain pieces that you have to have in there in order to really achieve success and i love the idea of having storytelling more lifestyle videos and then also having videos where it's kind of you just talking to camera talking about all the things that you've learned in your industry um, or the things that you're learning on a day-to-day -day basis and if you watch YouTube or go on YouTube you know there's so many youtubers out there that do like story time videos and they get m so many hits on them because people are interested in humans so I think regardless of entertainer or entrepreneur the more human and authentic you are the more of an audience you're going to build Gotcha. And like uh, you do, you have separate Facebook groups for, you know, your bosses and everything. You have an entertainer group and I scrolled through there yesterday and there's like music, like for example, as a musician, what mm -hmm. would you get and I mean this is Los Angeles so either like a musician or an actor yeah. what would you suggest they do I mean for sure for musicians and we've worked with quite a few musicians at this point my biggest thing is doing covers because yeah. it's huge on YouTube and you can get noticed by such a massive audience it's it's kind of similar to how entrepreneurs do it in the sense that you want to find topics that have a high search volume but not a lot of other people are talking about it and jump on the trend as soon as it happens because then you're going to get all the eyeballs on your content so for entertainers same thing as soon as a new song comes out that you like or is in your tone I would be making a cover and uploading it ASAP so you're the first to do it especially with top 40 songs because obviously they're getting a ton of traction on YouTube and oftentimes when you look on YouTube and you're looking for a specific song you're not getting the original artist mm -hmm. in the top results you're getting people who are doing covers um, same thing with actors so I have a lot of actor friends and one thing that works really well is basically 
audition tapes are really interesting for people because it gives you that authenticity. Mm. So kind of saying like, this is where I started and doing a comparison of like, this is where I started, watching it back, reacting to it, doing a reaction video, very mm -hmm. big on YouTube, um, and then showing where you are now. Also another thing that works really well is sort of commentating on um, the skills of actors that are currently on TV, on big shows that are trending right now. And that's something that I've seen vocal, co vocal co coaches do as well, um, or singers do as well. They kind of critique or give feedback on big performances mm -hmm. that are trending online. And again, it's just an easy way to get eyeballs on your content. And as far as educational content for entertainers, what would you recommend? Educational content for entertainers, truthfully, it's kind of like if you, if you know Masterclass, which is a huge platform, and they have some of the best actors, comedians, musicians in the world on that platform. The reason being is that people want to learn from people who are doing the thing. So like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there who want to be a TV host. Mm. There's a lot of people out there who want to be an actor. So it's telling the journey, sharing your journey from where you started, because you've been doing this a long time and you've learned a lot that people who are new to this need to know. So it's really focusing on creating, I call it a master list. And so you create a list of all the skills, even if it's the most minute little detail, all the skills that you've mastered and then creating videos around each of those topics. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting caught up in my the own knowledge <laughs> bomb right you're there. Like, you're like, how can I yeah, do this? Like, scroll, 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 scroll. Always my goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, you always coin, or you coined the phrase, you know, be your own boss. And I think yeah. that resonates with a lot of people because as I figured out, it's like, okay, even in the entertainment industry, music, hosting, whatever, what's end up happening is the companies have all the control and right. you lose all the leverage. Right. I mean, unless you're a Logan Paul yes. or somebody who is at that level who yeah. can create that leverage. but. It's just, it's, and I was telling even the camera guys, yeah. I, I mean, you, with managers, agents and stuff, I feel like that we just have no control. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if we can build like, or how important is it to build like your own brand so you so can important. make that leverage? It's so important. I was just having this conversation last night with one of my students. She's gone from 2000 subscribers to 60,000 subscribers. She's in more of like the blogging space and she teaches people how to bake cakes and she's a really good baker. Mm -hmm. um, and she was talking to me, she's like, you know, I just can't figure out how to step away from the brands and more so do things that I own. And I was like, create a recipe book, mm. like do a course on baking. Mm. There's, there's so many things that you can do that you own. And I am a big believer and I preach this all the time. I didn't build my business on YouTube technically. Like my, my business was built from YouTube, but I didn't rely on AdSense. I've never really relied on brand partnerships. There's maybe one or two brands I partnered with because I actually believe in them and I've reached out to them. But relying on brands or relying on ads is very similar to having a boss. They're dictating how much you're gonna get paid and when you're gonna get paid. So I think it's vital. I was just interviewing Sinead Garms Beach, who was on 90210 and she's been in movies and she enrolled in my course, YouTube for Bosses. And I was shocked to see her in there because I was like, you have hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah, you're like, hold like, on, wait a minute. <laughs> why are you doing this? And so I, I've talked to her a couple times. We did a podcast interview on my show and the great thing about it and what I love about what she's done is she's like, I am taking back control because as an actor or anyone in entertainment, there's lulls. There's lulls between projects um, and there's this waiting game. And she's like, I wanted the control of like not having to wait and creating something that was mine, that I owned, that then brands can approach me and I can have the leverage to decide because I built such a big audience and I'm monetizing it in other ways that don't depend solely on external sources. That's what I was just telling him because I got like, you know, I've been out here a while doing my thing, but it's like, I got so sick of chasing Hollywood. Yeah. It's almost like flipping the script mm -hmm. and having Hollywood chase you exactly. essentially. Um, do you think what, 
how long do you think it's going to take for it to kind of like really catch on? Because there's so many people like she's doing it, Will Smith's doing it. Shay Mitchell. Yeah, yep. I mean, there's a ton of people mm -hmm. doing it, but I feel like there's going to be a major shift here and like the artist can take back control. Oh, I think it's happening right now. I'm yeah. really excited to see what happens in this next year. I mean, Oh, so me, you're saying a year, so in like a year. I feel like, I mean, I hate making predictions because like I'm not a psychic, but. But this um, is on tape, so we're recording this, so if you're like, it's a year and then next year. This is not a prediction. <laughs> um, but I am, I'm just excited about the next year because Will Smith was a big one for me. I was like, that is so cool that he's yeah. on YouTube and he's doing YouTube content. So a lot of the times, actors or entertainers will do content off of YouTube, like on shows or whatever, and then they'll just upload it up there. But no one wants to see that because it's called YouTube. People want to see you as a human mm -hmm. being and what you're up to and what your interests are. So he's done a masterful job with it, obviously, and he has great resources mm -hmm. to be able to do it. But I really do believe that anyone can do it at this point because people are interested in people. Like I said, like every single person on the planet has a story to tell. Every single person on the planet has lessons to share. So why wouldn't you start building an audience by doing just that? And what advice would you give for Will Smith for his uh, for his vlogs? <laughs> what advice? I yeah. mean, he's a master. He's also learned from Casey Neistat. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know how much advice I could give him. Um, I don't know if I would give him advice. I'd just give him kudos. Like, he's really yeah. good at making it human. And I think the thing with big actors is that it is a little off-putting when their videos on YouTube are so perfect. So that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say because, yeah. like, if I, like, who am I to give him advice? But right. it's like I feel like it's too produced. Right. Like I'd almost read. But the good thing is, it's. You ever see those videos of like old people trying to like trying to get the camera yeah. to work for like a Skype? So when I see him on there, I kind of get totally, that vibe. Totally, Because he's like, oh, we're we're here doing that. Like it's not awkward, but it, it kind of is. But it, it works. It it's totally works. And I love that he. I mean, especially in his early videos, I really loved it because he was giving us behind the scenes. It wasn't just in front yeah. of the camera. So he did do like you know he had that huge contraption yeah, on when I he saw did that. Jimmy Fallon. I think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he is doing selfie style, and I think that's really important. That's a huge part of YouTube. Is like really talking to your audience in the camera and not having like these off conversations because that means makes the viewer feel excluded so he's really good about interjecting him talking directly to mm -hmm. you as a human um, and also having this like crazy b-roll all of this behind the scenes drone stuff. So footage drone footage all the things um, and I think what he's also done really well I have no feedback for him I'm like <laughs> you're killing it um, yeah. what he's also done really well is integrate himself into the YouTube culture so like he's doing collabs with like Liza Koshy he's doing collabs with Neistat. He's doing collabs with all the big names who know what they're doing and started on YouTube, not not as actors. They started on YouTube and they built a following from nothing. And those are the people you have to listen to because they didn't have the leverage of being Will Smith. So he's done a really good job of respecting that culture and not trying to be like, I'm an actress, this is instantly going to work, which is a big mistake I often see people make. Yeah. Do you think in living in LA and kind of experiencing everything, I've kind of seen where like it's like TV and YouTube, it's like almost an unspoken like you're just an actor while well, you're just a totally. YouTuber. Do you ever think they will coexist or the tables will shift? I think we're already seeing them coexist and the tables are shifting. I mean, we've seen so many YouTubers get roles in TV mm -hmm. shows or roles in movies. Um, and I, now we're seeing actors turn to YouTube to get some control back. So I think the tables have already turned and I, I anticipate the shift is only going to be greater in the next couple of years. That's awesome. And would mistake or would uh, for people like starting because they see all these produced things like the Casey Neistat's, the Will Smiths, they've got the drones, the Peter McKinnon's, like they have all that yeah, cool stuff. I mean, they have they make everything look so awesome. But it's like when people try to do it, they're like, 
wait, where do, where do I start? Yeah. Uh, like what camera do I use? Like what excuses or whatever do you hear? Oh, most? I hear all the excuses in the world. And like, I had my own excuses because I came from a news background, journalism background. I worked on a multi-million dollar set every day. Mm -hmm. And so to think I'm going to be sitting there with my own camera with no other help or lighting or anything, I was like, this is terrifying. Mm -hmm. So I fully understand that. But here's the thing. Like, I always recommend this. Go back and watch Casey Neistat's first video. Go back and watch Peter McKinnon's first video. Go back and watch your idol's first videos, like years and years and years ago. And it gives you a solid perspective of this doesn't happen overnight. You have to do it. You have to create in order to get good at anything you're going to do. Like, I, we all sucked at, you know, walking when we were kids and yeah. we all learned to do it or driving, whatever it might be. So it's a matter of really creating to get become a better creator you have to test you have to see what worked for you for you you have to find your rhythm mm -hmm. and that's your unique stamp that's going to allow you to stand out the thing with all those people you mentioned if you see a video of theirs and you don't even know it's theirs you'll be like that's peter mckinnon mm -hmm. and that's a really cool thing that i think everyone should strive for but in the beginning i was using a window and a webcam like mm -hmm. that was and a stack of books is my tripod and that took me from scratch to 50,000 subscribers and 3 million views. So you can do it regardless of your scenario. And I, my favorite quote is Arthur Ashe, it's do what you can, um, use what you have, start where you are, something like yeah. butchered it, but it's something like that. It's like use what you have and use what's available to you. Um, and a lot of the times that's your story, that's your lessons. You don't need fancy cameras, you don't need fancy edits, and you're, the good, thing, good news is you're only gonna get better as you do it. But if you don't do it, you have no idea how good you're capable of being. And is that why you've left, you've actually left your older videos up to look back on? Absolutely, and yeah. To, and it's traffic. Yeah. I, have, I have older videos that are like three years old that generate like 300 leads a day in the business, which is insane. So, I mean, for us, I'm just like, I have no shame in my game. I'm like, I started and didn't know what the hell I was doing and nobody does. So yeah, please, I invite you to go back on my channel and check out all of my old videos and see how far things have transpired and grown because I just trusted the process and I just kept doing. And how long do you think that takes? Do you think that's uh, another hurdle that people yeah. run into is yeah. trusting the process and oh, yeah. being patient and all that good yeah, stuff? Yeah, because you look at people who have millions and millions of subscribers, but you don't you look at them today and you're like, wow, that must have happened overnight for them. No one happens overnight. That yeah. success doesn't happen overnight. So it's it's really for me, someone asked me the question yesterday, they're like, how do you how do you remain grateful when you're not where you want to be? And I'm like, you are exactly where you're meant to be right now. And here's the good news, you're not going backwards. <laughs> as long as you do what you want to do, you're only gonna get better, you're only gonna grow more, you're only gonna get more of an audience around you, the right audience around you. And 10 years from now, you will be that person that you looked up to with that audience, but you have to do the work in order to actually get there. I think that's what people gets people so stuck. They're like, well, I'm not that person or my stuff doesn't look like that person doesn't matter mm -hmm. you are you and that's the beauty of the day that we live in and how important is consistency on YouTube for me it's everything um, we've been really consistent about Tuesday videos for the last three years um, and for me I call it the Oprah effect so very similar to TV mm -hmm. it's like people need to know when they are supposed to show up and with so much content out there you have to create a program for them so for me it's 6 45 a.m. every Tuesday morning that's when you watch my video um, and I recommend that everybody does that for their video schedule because it's a a lot harder to train your audience to actually show up for you if you're not giving them that level of consistency. And how important is it to focus on one platform? Because there's so many, there like, so many. everybody, and, I, and I'm a subject to that too, and what happens is 
you know, you see all these platforms and you see like the Gary V's and stuff, it's easy to get sucked into like, I need to post here, I need to post there, but it's like you get so overwhelmed and then at some point you're just like, I, this is, this is it. It's, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot for me and I'm in this space. Like, I think for me, I just don't get rattled by mm-hmm. new things very easily because I've been doing this for so long mm-hmm. that I've seen all of the new things come and some of them go and some of them not stick around. So I always say I put the most effort into YouTube, like I put 80% of my effort into YouTube and I leverage the other platforms, I use the other platforms, but it's really about redist- redistributing the content on YouTube that works well into the forms that work best on the other platforms. So say it's taking a graphic or a text from um, the YouTube video, putting it on Instagram as that version or mini teaser as that version on Twitter taking quotes from videos or speeches that I've done that have done really well taking those and tweeting them out like that's really the goal the goal of having one platform is seeing as a testing ground okay this is working really well let's use that to create content on other platforms and not reinvent the wheel and you mentioned something in Jasmine Starr's interview and we'll put a link to that as well uh, where you're what did you guys say it was something like you're not on the platform you're in the platform yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's totally you yeah. I mean you are and and I think the thing is like that's how these platforms are also built is mm-hmm. that and that's why I'm a big and I've been testing a few things lately because I am big on YouTube and mm-hmm. that's like my been my main thing um, but I'm a big nerd about all this so I was like okay let's really master Instagram now and you have to understand that just because you're big on one platform your audience on the other platform isn't going to be as engaged if they don't feel like you are so one of the biggest things I've learned about Instagram which my engagement has skyrocketed in the last month by doing this is like posting native content to Instagram that I know works for my audience so same thing I did on YouTube okay cool this video is working do a similar video to that okay this kind of picture works do similar posts to that and it ups everything and engage with your people on there don't leave them hanging like that's 101 of building an audience is really comment back ask questions comment for conversation my friend Amanda Bucci always says that it's huge like ask your people questions ask them to engage back with you and they're gonna get trained again to be like oh she's actually here I can actually talk to her I did that on YouTube I still do it to this day where we comment back to most people who comment on our videos because it creates a community and a sense of loyalty and Gary V said it recently about people and it, I didn't even notice it like I noticed it but I didn't notice it until he said something about like all these people want all these platforms in this big community but they're not in the community right because like I don't I see a ton of people whether they're famous or not or like even in the middle and I'll scroll through there I'm a nerd too so I'll like scroll through no replies right no likes no nothing anytime like you know you have what like close to no you're over 30,000 yeah. now but it's like you know me, I'm like right under 2,000. So it's really easy to be like, 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 right. reply, 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 right. like asking questions. But yeah. just a lot of people don't. A, a lot, lot of people, people don't, don't. And that gives you an advantage if you do. So it's like, for me, I now have gone to a point where I, I take half an hour blocks in my day where I will literally go and respond to everyone that I can on both Instagram and YouTube because I know that that's a vital part of building a community around you and increasing the loyalty of the people who are in your community and want to be there for a long time. So it is an, an advantage. I see it as that. Yes, it takes time. Yes, it's a little draining sometimes, <laughs> but it's so worth every second of the effort. Is YouTube a marathon or a sprint? It's a marathon. 
it's a marathon um, and I think it's just really really important to understand like the people that you look up to and the people who have got millions and millions of subscribers they did not start there nobody starts there mm -hmm. um, there's people who have done it in a year like Emma Chamberlain and she's awesome and her editing is hilarious but the thing with her though too is like she started with iMovie shared with a very simple camera um, and she just did it like she just did it, and she did it in her very unique weird way that she does it which is why she built this cult following that was like I've never seen this before so I think she's a really good example of not copycatting people because she was so unique that she stood out immediately and grew to I don't even know millions of subscribers in one year so I could sit here and talk about this forever but uh, to kind of close it out if you if somebody came up to you and was like I just need one piece of advice and you had to hold their hand or shake them <laughs> however you needed to communicate to make sure to drill at home what would you say I would say it's easy to get caught up in the vanity metrics and the numbers my biggest piece of advice is this you are probably going after a big community you want to build a big audience you want to have millions of fans and subscribers and you want to be known worldwide before you can get there, you have to light up your neighborhood. You have to light up your one block. You have to build a small community first that will really help you build everything else. So before you try and tackle the world, try and tackle your street. Mic drop. <laughs> and, where, and where can people find you? Um, SunnyLeonardDoozy.com. YouTube is slash SunnyLeonardDoozy. Instagram at SunnyLeonardDoozy. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I would love your help. This podcast is brand new, so I need all the help I can get. If you would, just subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating. I really, really would appreciate it. And last but not least, I got a little something for you. For the last 10 years, I have been writing, shooting, producing, editing my own video to get my dream job as an entertainment reporter in Los Angeles interviewing the stars. Now, that might not be your dream, but if you are in this industry and you are in this field, you are going to need to learn how to write, shoot, and edit, produce your own content. And now I want to personally train you on these skills so you can create your own journey and make money while doing so. So what I want you to do now is log on to Facebook and request to be in my private Facebook group, On Camera Professionals. Once again, it is called On Camera Professionals. But wait, Thomas, I really like your stuff. I really want to learn from you, but I don't want to be on camera. Don't worry. I got you covered. In this group, I'm gonna be doing a live training, so that means live tips and tricks. I'm gonna do giveaways, freebies, and I'm also going to do personalized training. So once again, log on to Facebook and type in On Camera Professionals, and I'll see you there.